Thank you for listening to the Victory Church online podcast. We are so excited that you joined us for today's message by Senior Pastor Gary Hart from Victory Church in Great Falls, Montana. Our prayer is that today's message will inspire you to join us in changing the world by helping people find and follow Jesus. Now here's Pastor Gary. Well, we're in week number three of a series entitled The Powerful Principle of Seed Time and Harvest. How many of you have been getting anything out of this series? Has it been good? I love preaching on this. I get so fired up about it because I really do believe this is one of the most powerful principles that we find in the Word of God, the, the, har- the, the, the principle of seed time and harvest. It was based on a revelation or a truth that God sowed into my spirit many years ago. When he, when he breathed into my spirit, everything in the kingdom of God operates by the laws of seed time and harvest. Everything in the kingdom of God operates by the laws of seed time and harvest everything. So we've been talking about these laws of seed time and harvest. Uh, Genesis chapter uh, number 8 verse 22 again says, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. God has set in motion that everything in the natural realm, everything in the spiritual realm operates on the laws of seed time and and harvest. Last week we talked about all the laws of seed time and harvest. If you weren't here, um, here, here they are real quickly. Seed reproduces after its own kind, yep. right? If you sow a carrot seed, you're going to get a carrot harvest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you sow uh, uh, fear and worry, you're going to reap fear and worry, all right? It's just a simple principle. Number two, we reap in proportion to what we sow. You sow an acre of wheat, you're going to get an acre harvest. You sow two acres of wheat, you're going to get two acres of harvest. So you are in control of your harvest. This is already better than you were expecting it to be. We often reap more than we sow. We sow one seed, but we reap a whole head with grain in it. We sow one apple seed, but we get a tree with lots of apples with lots of seeds in it. And it it not only is is the number of seeds we get, but the magnitude of it. Remember, we're blessed to be a blessing. So the harvest isn't just for you. That was last week's message, so I don't want to preach on it too long. Uh, we reap only on what has been sown. Right? You can't reap a harvest on seed you have not sown. So you've got to get some seed into the ground. Number five, we reap from what we have sown into. This is so important, right? If you want to get something out of something, you've got to sow into it. And the reason that sometimes our harvest is empty is because we're not sowing into the right things, right? Number six, we, often, we most often reap in a different season than we sow. So don't expect your harvest tomorrow. Sow your seed today, but know that you're sowing for a future harvest. And then number seven, the condition of the soil can influence our harvest, all right? Now, this is where I want to start today, all right? This is uh, what, where I promised last week we're going we're gonna to pick it up right here on law number seven, where the, the condition of the soil can influence our harvest. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, you bring your Bibles. You got paper? How many got paper? How many got electronic? Okay, whatever you got, come on, hold it up high. Come on, we're making a good declaration of our faith together. Come on, say it with me. This is my Bible. It's true. I accept everything it has to offer me. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by sight. I am what the Word says I am. I have what the Word says I have. And I can do what the Word says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. 
My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. You sounded awesome today. Well, we're going to look at the gospel of Mark chapter number four. It's the parable of the sower that Jesus taught. We're going to read through uh, verses 14 through 20, all right? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. The soil in this parable that Jesus teaches us is the soil of our heart. The word is sown in the soil of our heart. And the condition of the soil of our heart often makes the difference between a successful harvest and a failed crop. This is so important. For us to hear and to know. The the condition of the soil of our hearts oftentimes determines whether you get a successful harvest or whether it's a failed crop. Scripture teaches us this over and over again. The writer of Proverbs, chapter number 4, verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. One translation says everything, that the issues of life spring out of your heart. So guard it. Above all, your heart is so very, very important. The condition of your heart is important to what is flowing out of your life. Jesus echoed this truth in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. It's the condition of your heart that is determining what kind of harvest you are going to get. So Jesus here describes four different conditions of our heart. He talked about the path, the hardened soil, or what we might call the hardened heart. He talked about the rocky soil, not This is rocky soil, shallow, shallow. When trouble or persecution because of the word comes, it withers quickly. Then there's the thorny soil, where the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things come and choke out the word. But there is a place of good ground. There's a place... Where when you hear the word and you accept it, it produces a harvest in your life. Some 30, some 60, some even 100 fold that which is sown. So what I want to do is I just want to break down each of these conditions of our heart. What, What brings it? What causes our hearts? What causes the condition of the soil of our heart to be such that 
it might produce a different kind of harvest. And we're going to deal with that today. And hopefully you'll maybe see yourself in one of these. You'll be able to change it. You'll be able to till up that soil, making it fertile again. Amen? So what causes our hearts to become hardened soil? It's a really good question. I know a lot of people, their hearts are hardened. For some reason, anytime the word of God comes, it just, it never penetrates. And the, the Bible here tells us that the enemy comes immediately to steal the seed off of the hardened heart. What causes this? Well, here's what I believe. I believe that living life through the lens of our experiences causes our hearts to become hardened. Hurts. Betrayals. Abuse. Rejection. If you begin to live your life through your experiences, the negative things that have happened to you in your life, if you're tempted to be a victim rather than a victor, and you let those experiences dictate your perception of God, your perception of others, your perception of your spouse, any of those hurts, any of those abuses, any of those disappointments can cause your heart to become hardened. These experiences leave us with a sense of hopelessness and confusion about the goodness of God. In other words, if God really loves me, why did this happen? Like Billy was sharing this morning, you find yourself in a dry place. It's a hard place. And if you're not careful, you can let the conditions of your world dictate the condition of your heart. If God really loved me, why am I here? If God really loved me, why am I in the wilderness? Did God love Jesus? Well, the Bible says the Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness. If God loves you, then you must believe that he has what's best for you. And it doesn't necessarily matter what happens to you. It's what you allow yourself to believe about what happens to you. If you let what happens to you identify you and, and cause you to believe that you are what that was, then you become the victim rather than the victor. What we don't want to do is we don't want to allow our hurts, our bitterness, our betrayals, the abuses of things that have happened to us to dictate our perception of life. Never view the love of God or the goodness of God through the lens of your experience. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 says, but God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. There is never a time when God doesn't love you. It it doesn't matter what you're going through. God loves you. It doesn't matter what you've experienced in your past. God loves you. It doesn't matter what you'll go through in your future. God loves you. And he demonstrated it once and for all when he sent Jesus, his son, to go to the cross and die for you. 
So you can never doubt the love of God. God loves you. He loves you as much today as he's ever going to love you, and he cannot love you less. <laughs> Come on, some of us need to get a revelation of the love of God that he has for us. It's not based on what's happened to us, what we're going through. It's based on the fact that God decided to set his love and affection upon us. Jesus told us we'd have challenges in this world. He didn't say we would never go through heartache. Jesus faced everything that we faced. Betrayal. Abuse. Hurts. Rejection. Jesus faced it all. And yet he came through as the Savior of the world. In John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said, I've told you these things so that in me you might have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. Take heart. Take heart. In other words, don't let your heart become hardened. Take control of the situation. Trust in the love of God. Know that even when you're going through a hard place, even though when, when someone has rejected you or you've gone through betrayal, maybe some of you have been hurt horribly in your past, that does not define who you are, does not define whether God loves you or not, and it does not define whether or not you can receive more of God's goodness and more of God's grace in your life. But as long as you live your life out of that hurt, and you allow your heart to remain hardened to the love of God or the love of others, you limit the harvest that you can receive from the seed that is sown in your life. So never view the plan of God through merely this temporal world. <laughs> right? If that's, your, if that's your view of God's goodness... And if God's love is just what's happening, then you're, you're way too short-sighted. Because we have an eternity lying before us. And you need to set your eyes on not just what's happening in this world, but what God's destiny is for you in the next. The answer for the hardened heart is simply forgiveness. Forgiveness. That's the answer. If you've been hurt, if you've been betrayed... If you've been abused, if you've been lied about, if you have experienced disappointment, the answer is forgiveness. Forgive those who've hurt you. Forgive those who've abused you. It's the path to freedom. It's the path to letting the soil of your heart be, be tilled up again so that it can become fertile soil for the seed of the word of God to produce a harvest in your life. And if by chance the condition of your heart is hard because you're angry with, angry with God, go ahead, just receive God's forgiveness. Because God loves you. No matter what's happened to you, his plans for you are still good. And he wants you to receive harvest on the seed, but you can't do it with a hardened heart. Secondly, he spoke about the rocky soil or, or shallowness. This is living life through the lens of our emotions. 
Did you notice they received the word with joy? Woohoo! This is so good, so awesome. But then when trouble or persecution because of the word, we revert to our feelings rather than living by faith. There comes a time when you have to choose, am I going to live by my feelings or am I going to live by faith? The righteous live by faith. That's God's word to us. And you got to know this, that whenever you receive a new truth from God's word, there is always going to be an opportunity to put it into demonstration. In other words, that word will be tested. Come on, anytime you receive a, a fresh revelation or a new insight into the word of God, that word's going to be tested in you. There's going to be an opportunity for you to demonstrate by faith that you trust in the word of God. Come on. It happens every time. Because you see, the word is not just so we would know something. The word is so that we could put that word into practice and reap a harvest on the word. So it's got to be tested. But, but can't we be fickle as Christians sometimes? Aren't we, aren't we just a fickle bunch? Right? I mean, one minute, we're up. Then we have faith. Just believe God. The next minute, oh, why is me? Why is this happening to me? Then you hear, you hear a word and it excites you. Yes, I believe I can do this. You wake up Monday morning. Oh, God, I got to go to work. Oh, Jesus. We can be so fickle as Christians. Do we live by our feelings or do we live by faith? Where is our consistency? Where is our depth of relationship in God? Come on, folks. Some of us have been walking with the Lord for years. And yet it seems like the soil of our hearts is still pretty shallow. That when the word of God is tested in our life, we cave. And we should know better than that. We should know that that word's going to be tested. We should welcome the test. James chapter 1, verse number 2. Consider it pure joy when you face tests of many kinds. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance have its perfect work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Welcome the test. Come on, I got a word from God. Let's put it into practice. And then let's stand in faith. We welcome the test so that it, it, it creates deeper character in us. We're not moved by, by shifting conditions. I'm talking to somebody today. I, I'm not sure who it is. I'm looking out there trying to identify the specific person. Maybe it's just because of all of us, right? But we're just moved by, by winds and, and, and shifting conditions in our life rather than holding to the truth of God's word and not allowing the test to throw us 
off course. The answer for shallow soil is simply trust in God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you know this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. It's trust. Do you trust the Lord? If we live by our emotions, we will never walk in the will of God. I'm just telling you. If you live by your emotions, you will never walk in the will of God. Because your emotions will deceive you. It's about finding that place of trust. God, I trust you. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. I'm holding fast to the word of God. Is this okay? All right, number three. What causes thorny ground? Thorny ground is caused by living life through the lens of our flesh. Through the lens of our flesh. Ultimately, it's when life is not about what God wants. It's really about what we want. A lot of Christians live here. It's not really about what God wants. It's about what I want. We're Christians. We love God. But when the rubber meets the road, they desire their plan more than God's plan. Hmm. Worries, deceitfulness of wealth, selfish desires are nothing more than the flesh demanding its own way. Now hear me today, I didn't say you didn't love God. Because I know you do. But when the rubber meets the road, is it really more about what God wants or is it more about what you want? Where, where are you? You're wanting more harvest in your life. You're wanting more of God's purpose to be fulfilled in your life. But when it comes right down to it, you're not really interested in God's purpose. <laughs> because it might cost me too much. I want this and I want that and I got to have this and I got to have that. And if God asks that of me, then I mean, I'd get that. I know this is hard. You were hoping for a nice, happy message today. And I go right to the, the, the source of your heart, right? Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 8. For those who live according to their flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Amen. Verse 8, So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. See, when you want more of what you want than what you want of what He wants, you position yourself in a place where you cannot please God. Because you're ultimately wanting to please yourself. It's the condition of our heart. Now listen, our flesh can produce good things. It can. But we often sacrifice what is best for what is good. 
don't we know this well in America? I can live a pretty good life without God. Don't believe me? Go look at your neighbors. Hello? We all live in pretty nice houses. We drive pretty nice cars. We have, some of us have money in the bank. Right? Your neighbors are doing pretty good and they don't have God. And if we're not careful, we can start to think, well, what do I need God for? Because I've got everything I need. And it's good. But it may not be what's best. You, you may not know what you're passing up by not embracing God's plan for your life rather than your own. And so God wants to produce a much richer harvest in your life. But when you sow your seed, then you start getting worried or, or you, you have this desire to, to keep, you know, keep what you get. Don't, don't let go of it. Or you have this desire over here that you know, I, I've always wanted that. But what if God doesn't want that for me? Well, I just I won't want to ask God. <laughs> Let's just make it safe. Let's just not ask. And it chokes, it chokes the potential out of the word of God. You see, the answer for the thorny soil is generosity. It's being generous. It's giving. It's serving. The only way to break Greed is through generosity. It's the only way. When you want to hold on to something, the only way to break the hold of that is to give. To realize it's his. It's his blessing on my life, the reason I have it. And therefore, it's not mine to decide what I do with it. It's his, and I'm just managing it. But you see, the promise is when you're generous, your generosity will come back to you. How much harvest are you missing out on because you're living your life with closed fists? But if you would begin to give as God directs you to give, sow as God directs you to sow, how much more Generous, how much more open your life would be if you would live your life with generosity. Amen? Amen. How are we doing on time? Oh, I got lots of time. <laughs> Number four, what causes our hearts to be fertile ground ready for growth and harvest? It's living our lives through the lens of the Word of God and the Spirit of God. You want your heart to be as fertile as possible? Then live your life through the lens of God's word and God's spirit. 
What is God's word saying? What is God's spirit leading me into? That's the best place to reap the most harvest on the seed that you've sown. See, verse 20 gives us two qualifications. Hear the word and accept the word. Hear the word and accept the word. All right, now you ready for this? It's going to be some real heavy revelation right now. That was kind of it. Right? He said, hear the word. You've heard me say this before. There is a difference between hearing and hearing. And all the wives said, There's a difference between hearing and hearing. A lot of people hear with their ears, but they don't hear with their heart. So they hear what the Word of God says, but they didn't really hear what God's Word said. They didn't let the seed get into their heart to where they really heard that Word. And then it said, accept the Word. Or in other words, believe the Word. You ready? Here it is. This is deep. There's a difference between believing and believing. A lot of Christians believe the word, but they don't really believe the word. They believe it here, but they've not yet translated it to here. See, faith isn't faith until I activate it and put it into practice. I believe the word. I believe 100% what the Bible says. But until I put what I believe into practice, it will never produce anything in my life. <laughs> I'm having fun today. I don't know about you, but I'm having a really good time preaching this to you, right? And so we've got to not just hear it with our natural ears. We've got to hear it with our spiritual ears. This is what God is saying to me. And then not just believe it with head knowledge, but I believe it with all my heart, so much so that I'm willing to put it into practice. I'm willing to apply these principles because I've heard it, I accept it, I do it, and now I position myself to receive harvest on that word. Let me, let me close with two thoughts. All right? It'll probably take me 10 minutes to close, just so you know. Since the condition of the soil can influence the harvest of our seed, we must always consider the soil we are sowing into. Okay? Now, let me, let me say that again, because it's so important. Since the condition of the soil can influence the harvest of our seed, we must always consider the soil we are sowing into. As a spouse, sometimes we're sowing seed into our spouse. But because of the condition of their heart, the seed is not producing the harvest we want. This is so hard. I I know this this is hard 
This is a hard truth because we want to believe that if I just sow the seed long enough, I'll get a harvest. But if the heart is hard, you can sow seed all day long and it's never going to harvest. If the seed is shallow, the seed does not trust. If the heart does not trust, you can sow seed in that soil. It may spring up with joy for a minute, but when that word gets tested, it'll fall away quickly. If the soil's thorny, And they're not on the same page with you spiritually that we want God. We want, and they, they just want what they want. Hello. You sow seed, but it, it'll get choked out when they start wanting. See, some, sometimes we go into marriage thinking what we think our marriage is going to be like. That's right. Hello. We have an idea. And when it doesn't turn out that way, and we're unwilling to adjust, <laughs> come on, somebody. But only when the heart is fertile, we sow that seed. Sometimes we're trying to reach a coworker. We're sowing seed. But if you don't know the condition of the heart, <laughs> right? We, we don't deal with the heart. How can we reach somebody whose heart is hardened? How can we reach someone who, whose soil is shallow? Or how can we reach someone who, who's so full of themselves and full of their desire that, that how, do we, how do we deal with that? Well, let, me, let me just give you something real quick here. Psalm 126, verses 5 and 6. Those who sow in tears will reap in songs of joy. He goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying his sheaves with him. I think one of the primary keys is prayer. Prayer. We've got to begin to pray for the people that we're sowing our seed into. And not just flippant prayers. I'm talking, they that sow in tears. Oh, God, my marriage is not going to make it if something doesn't change. God, please, please, God, change their heart. Please, God, I desperately need you. God, if that coworker's heart doesn't change, God, they're never going to hear. I pray for them, God. Life and death is in the balance, heaven and hell. And I don't want to see anybody go to hell, God. Please, Jesus, do something in their heart that will make their heart open to receive the seed of your word, that it might produce a harvest. We give up far too easily. 
we quit sometimes just before the ground breaks. Sometimes we've just got to work at removing some of the rocks that are there. Pulling out some of the weeds that we see so that we can reap a harvest in someone else's life. Let me talk to you for a minute. Would you please do God a favor and consider the condition of the soil of your heart? Because it's very possible that your spouse is trying to sow good seed into your heart, but the condition of your heart is killing his harvest or her harvest. Maybe you were hurt, betrayed, disappointed, trust was broken, hello, so you've closed your heart. And now there's really an attempt, there is an effort being made to rectify, to to change, but because you're unwilling to open your heart the seed that they're sowing is falling on hardened soil and the enemy comes immediately and steals it. This is a lot heavier message than I really thought it was going to be. What's the condition of your heart? Can I just say this? Your pastor comes before you every Sunday morning to deliver what I believe is the word of God for you. But the condition of your heart determines whether or not that seed produces a harvest in your life. I can preach the pain off the wall. But if your heart is hard, or your heart is shallow, or your heart is full of weeds, we can get very little harvest. So as your pastor today, I'm asking you, what's the condition of your heart? I've been praying for you. I've been praying that your heart to be fertile, rich, ready to receive the word of God because I just believe there's so much more harvest for Victory Church and for you in your lives, in your families, in your marriages, your finances, in your health, in your workplace. There are fields that are yet, for so many of you, untapped. We haven't even begun to venture into those because We haven't been able to get the seed into the fertile soil of your heart. So I'm going to ask you just to bow your heads and close your eyes today. I know this is a rather somber moment, but 
It all comes down oftentimes to the condition of the soil of our heart. The fruitfulness that you want in certain areas of your life may be killing the seed that's being sown there because the soil won't produce the harvest you desire. So you're here today and maybe you've been hurt Maybe you've been wounded. Maybe you've been betrayed, rejected, experienced great disappointment, abused. Today, forgive. Forgive. Receive God's grace and his forgiveness in your life. Don't hold on to that any longer and let your heart be hardened to the seed of God's word or even even the attempts of those around you to sow something better in your life. If you're here today and you're, the, the, the soil of your heart is shallow, maybe you live way too much on your emotions. You're moved by every wind that comes along, by the condition today you need to trust that God loves you and trust that God will bring you through in greater victory if you'll just hold on to him and not let the testing of the word of God steal the seed. Maybe you're here today and you're a believer in Jesus but you just flat out live too much for yourself. It's not about what God wants. It's about what you want. And you've never crossed that bridge of saying, okay, God, everything I am, everything I have belongs to you. And I want to use it for your honor and for your glory. I'm no longer going to live by the passions and desires of my flesh. I'm going to live for the glory of God. Some of you need to cross that bridge today. And you do that by generosity. God, where can I give? Where can I serve? Where can I help someone else? How can I give this life away? Positioning yourself to hear the word and accept it. Not only hear it, but hear it. Not only to believe it, but to believe it. Today, lives will change in Jesus' name. Father, this morning, right now, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you just put your finger on every heart today. Show us, God, those areas in our life where the enemy is stealing the seed of the word in us, where our emotions, God, are, are, are causing our, our hope to be very shallow, where the weeds are choking the word out of our life. God, I pray you'd reveal that so that we can be people of good soil who accept and hear your word and experience the harvest of your righteousness, God, in our life. Each and every day, God, I pray it today. I pray it today. Help us, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. 
Thank you for listening to the Victory Church online podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. For more information about Victory Church or to give online, visit victorychurchgf.com. Have a blessed week.